Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful.com, here with a name you know. And you probably know him because it feels like we have him on here every week now. After two or three years with no interviews, I've been able to talk to this guy four times in a year. What What's going on? More like EC4. EC4. The Quattro is here. This is our fourth interview, and I, I think we'll be a fifth very soon after this because yeah. I have so much to talk about. I have so much to say. I am just a cunning linguist when it comes to Fightful. I should almost, I don't know, I should be on the payroll. You, pro- you probably should. I mean, some people would accuse you of already being on the payroll. People accuse me of being on people's payroll all the time. <laughs> no, only uh, one promotion's on one person's payroll in this industry. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we had done interviews, of course, before WWE. Once you headed over there, it was a little bit more difficult, uh, a lot more red tape, as Xavier Woods would say. But Yeah, uh, th- we cut now- it, though. Yeah, now now we're able to talk to you. You got ROH nineteenth uh, anniversary coming up on Friday, uh, March twenty sixth. You're facing Jay Briscoe now. When I spoke to you, uh, I think it was in December when when you got COVID. You were like, I want to go back there. I owe it to the fans. I owe it to Jay. I owe it to ROH and myself mm-hmm. to go back there and have this match and see this through. You're doing it. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned the red tape, and then people ask me, hey, why Ring of Honor? Why Ring of Honor? And one important selling point of Ring of Honor to me was the word I live by now, freedom. The freedom to think, the freedom to act, the freedom to speak, the freedom to feel, the freedom to do whatever the I want to do. Is when, one you, when you were negotiating with Ring of Honor, they say, I won't let you down, I won't give you up. Was that a part of the freedom talk that they had with you? I think uh, that was casually left out, but well, that, that seems like an important seems like an important thing to tackle. No, but like the thing with, with the my quest to see if honor is real with Jay Briscoe, mm-hmm. uh, we got somewhere. We started so strong, and then COVID reared its ugly head. Uh, I think you're about to get a vaccine, if I'm not uh, yeah if I'm not mistaken. You also just had LASIK. I could see you squinting. Uh, yeah. Stop. I, I, listen, if you want me to wear these, I can. 
You know what I do wear now? I look What's ridiculous. That? Blue light glasses at night. Really? Blue light glasses do help. But uh, okay. as I segue into something completely unimportant, yes, my quest to see if honor is real with Jay Briscoe needed to have a conclusion. And at Ring of Honor 19, it has a conclusion. Will I find out if honor is real? That's up to Jay Briscoe. That's not up to me. I, and I mean, yeah, ahead, the whole, my, my whole rapture of this industry taking place is, to, is because it's so degraded. It's so infected, overrun. Uh, like, I need this match. I need to know if what I do has honor behind it. Because for the past few years, and this is an, an aside to uh, my former employer at all. This is a straight up watching the degradation of this industry. I don't feel honor is real here. So Ring of Honor, I'm going to put the name to the test. So you say that you don't feel like honor is real there. It's funny. I, I legitimately asked Dan Housen that question in an interview this past weekend. I said, is honor real? He didn't seem to think so either uh, in, in his own way, of course. But you did land there. I saw in a recent interview, you said it's one of the only tolerable program wrestling programs you see on TV. I can't disagree with that. I mean, I watch it every week. I enjoy it every week. Um, it has the baseline of what I consider the, it should be the bare minimum of wrestling. Does this make sense? Why yeah. is this happening? And I get those answers every week. Uh, you're looking for a different kind of answer, though, it looks mm -hmm. like. Yeah, logic and reason is lost on society, but logic and reason should not be lost in the realms of professional wrestling. But – Interesting aside to Danhausen. Um, much respect to him. If he hears this, this is me saying a nice thing about an up and comer. Is that I saw him in the Ring of Honor bubble gym every day. I thought I was the only one who was up at five thirty six a.m. to do to work out. Nope, he was in there. So kudos to him. He had his face paint on too, so he's obviously a weirdo. But I like weird. But yeah, my my question. My question is different. Is honor real? It's kind of the same vein, though. Logic and reason. Does this make sense? Is honor real? Those all kind of coincide. Yeah. So when also when I saw Dan Housen, he was wearing a beekeeper suit. So, I mean, that, that it's neither here nor there. But I just felt like it was worth mentioning. He was wearing a beak. I'll actually show you. I feel like it's important that, that you see this uh, because since I've, I brought it up, you know, I mean, let me, let me just, there we go. Um, this, this is, this is 2021 in a nutshell. It is. I'm so excited to get vaccinated in about an hour, but <laughs> when you have these conversations with the ring of honor, clearly you had had these conversations when you were doing stuff with impact wrestling too, because you had a very unique situation. You, that, that not a lot of people get the, the fortune to have, but you were a commodity and these companies wanted to have you involved with them. How does that go? Was there like any posturing between those two? Like, cause I know that I'm pretty sure both of them wanted you long-term. Yeah. There's everyone wanted me in a sense. And uh, uh, some wanted to repeat the past impact provided me the opportunity to push forward what I'm doing, control your narrative, my new narrative. Uh, but at the same time, I have done that and I have been there uh, as a, they are a business. They are entitled to take care of their business. And I never was able to commit to them long-term. You're putting in eye drops as we speak. Yes, but, <laughs> Would you rather me do it while I speak? Like, no, 
but un- unable my inability to commit, whether it's a wrestling promotion or a relationship with a female, uh, people had to make decisions to go their their ways. And what we did was very cool. It was very unique. The purpose of me going back was, as you can see by his constant progress through social media, his constant progress within the ring was to bring Moose to the next level. And I accomplished that greatly, teaching him to control his narrative, teaching him to become the man he's supposed to be, teaching him to be the man that I always envisioned he would be. And that's a top level threat, an absolute killer, a monster and a true wrestling god. And a guy whose contract I hear is up in a couple of months. Is that something like, like maybe he reaches out to you, maybe moves after all of that. He is like, I saw you do the same. I took your advice. Moose doesn't, no, Moose doesn't reach out to me. Get this. I am so ingrained in pushing Moose forward to the next level that I packed up my two knapsacks full of all the material possessions I have, and I live in his house. I am there there constantly because I sleep there. I don't actually, I, I live on the road, but I sleep in that house. And part of his success is that he start mimicking everything I do from my morning routine to my training routine. Uh, He takes naps. I don't. Uh, (laughs) I write and produce wrestling promos. He doesn't. Uh, He watches cartoons, but at the same time, he's getting there. What cartoons does he watch? He's watching the justice league cartoon now. Okay. I thought you meant like Ren and Stimpy or Kablam. He plays video games all the time. I do not. You're I, in a video game coming up, Virtual Basement's uh, Wrestling Code. Oh, yeah, as a top 1%, so that way you can download the essential character later. That's a financial decision that's very smart on my part. Hey. Uh, but, yeah, so that's how dedicated to my craft I am and dedicated to pushing people forward is that you might not want me, but I will sleep in your home to push you. Man, that's that's interesting. And, and like I said. You almost killed me. He almost killed me for real in the gym because he was just sick of me riding him so hard. <laughs> like literally was pulled back by Drake Maverick. <laughs> yeah, I would love from, to see it. From ripping my head off. And I was in a position where, okay, I could fight my friend here. And like I said, he's someone I would choose to never fight for real ever. Uh, or I can let him kick my ass and then I'm a hero again. And plus, he'd be very apologetic because he's such a kind soul. So it I, didn't I, come to that. I would love to see Drake Maverick physically restraining Moose. It was absurd. <laughs> that's, that's what we need to see in this world. So, I mean, I, like I mentioned, Moose's deal is up. How long is your, your deal with Ring of Honor? How, how My deal has a, a lot of caveats that okay. provide me freedom. But at the same time, coming off Ring of Honor's bubble coming off of what we accomplished at television and what I deem one of the only tolerable wrestling products. There was a moment uh, on this last block of filming where every time I came back from a ring of honor block of filming, Hey, how'd it go? And, you know, I was like, wow, I actually had fun wrestling. I had fun wrestling, but this time after a certain incident, I came back and I said, I love this again. This is my passion again. So I have no intention or need to possibly depart Ring of Honor, but I do have creative ways I can do whatever I want. Okay. Okay. Well, 
before you were in Ring of Honor, you, you were in WWE, and I just mainly wanted an excuse to run this clip. Four-time uh, WWE 24-7 champion, EC3. Oh, I've been flying shit. <laughs> Anytime that our staff updates the 24-7 title, they say updating the flying shit article now. Um, that That's a meme that should last forever. That's a meme that every time someone talks about the 24-7 title should be a clip played, and it probably is amongst your uh, staff. And It is. That's it is. one thing where I was going through my – Twitter feed after it uploaded, and I, I I actually cracked a smile and left. I, I mean, shit. Let's be real. Chris Van Vliet, Louis Dangor, Mike Johnson, they ain't popping you like like the Sean Ross app interviews do. No, not one bit. They're too serious. I just wanted an excuse to to run that honestly. But we we had mentioned the video game. How did Virtual Basement approach you about being a part of the Wrestling Code via email? <laughs> And how, how were those conversations? Was it just pretty straightforward? Like, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. It intrigued me. And I was, like I said, I have no problem sacrificing and pillaging my past because I've destroyed it and I've burnt it in a trash can barrel fire. So you want access to my past? Sure, take a crack at it. Whatever I get paid from that can continually fund the narrative fund free the narrative.com fund i don't know my very strict diet so uh seeing how it plays out do i allow the essential character to be financed and uh monetize that's to be determined i want to see how this goes but it's pretty straightforward they seem like adequate gentlemen and seems to be a lot of hype behind this game so that's cool i didn't know what it was i thought it'd be i thought I, my last system was a super nintendo so Hey, that's a good one to have. You you mentioned the I'm narrative. sorry, I'm sorry, N64, because I love Goldeneye, and I can beat anybody in Goldeneye. And uh, obviously, No Mercy is the greatest wrestling game ever. It's a good one. I was partial to Revenge for some reason. Because you pro- you're such a dick, you probably picked Aki Man and did that stupid mounting punch submission that's impossible to get out of. Ha- Hanzo Man was my guy. I liked oh, him. And and I don't know why nobody has picked that up on the, the indies. Like, why is nobody cosplaying as him and doing the, the Stardust Press? Like, come okay. on. It, it, I should, I should do that. I you should. That. Everyone steals my stuff. I only The only thing I steal are moves, so I can do that. But at the same time... I added the Aki Man press with the Aki Man punch thing. I call it Psycho Boy with the yes. press. So I combined them both. So, so you were just criticizing me for, for using that when you quite literally use it in your matches. What? I've never said I'm not a hypocrite, and I've never said I do not project. You mentioned uh, the free the narrative, a, yeah. a lot of stuff like that, and how you, you've changed and a lot of things have shifted for you, but you're also not afraid of capitalizing on your past successes because you say that it's done. It's ruined. It's changed. It's, it's, yeah. it's different. Explain to me like when that, that hit you, was it, was it the day of the release? I know that some of this stuff was already well in your mind before then. Uh, it was before my release, but right around the same time where, before they filmed WrestleMania in the Performance Center, uh, they had me come to TV. And on my way there, I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I just pulled over to a barbershop and I shaved my head before I went. And then I was like, I'm committed to doing something different. I have to, I have to now. Never panned out, but the day of my release, 
was the exact same day I filmed the very first promo as the essential character, which I released on the day of my release. And that's what started this all. So, yeah, uh, I would say, but the world has changed. The character was became a watered down version of somebody else's vision who didn't want it because it, I guess he thought it was his vision. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, who's he? Vince. Oh, okay. I don't know. He's a he's the real top one percent. So probably, I, I do remember sorry. you saying that when when you had this idea, you then saw the fiend get beat by Goldberg, and you were like, "Don't the know idea. if that's the type of thing I want to pitch." Yeah, that was. I, but then what I've learned is you can't hold back. You just have to put it all out there. But yeah, if this ran there, it would already suck and be dumb and it would blow up. And it's I don't, it wouldn't have mattered. Nothing matters. Nothing there especially matters. It's absurd, but whatever. It's not my problem. It's not my pleasure. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay. How have you liked how it has played out since then, whether it be under the auspices of Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, or your own? I think because of the trying times that as far as things being normal, they're not. Um, took the most advantage of it possibly. But at the same time, if this presentation, this character had full legs with a proper TV backing and were in front of live audiences, I'm very curious to how the interactions would be, how different uh, things would be. And hopefully we find out very soon uh, audiences and buildings and uh, see what kind of effect it has. On social media, it's had a great effect. I get very personal messages I never received about people taking control your narrative to heart, which kind of made me realize there's actually a responsibility to this and I can't just be insane psycho boy spouting <laughs> spouting nihilistic craziness. Like I have to actually take a little bit of responsibility if people are finding something within it. But uh, I'm excited to see what happens with live people. And then uh, I think as far as anybody could have taken anything without television backing or the environment being normal, I did the absolute best I could. Have those personal messages and experiences from other people adjusted anything you've done or motivated you to do things differently or just motivated you creatively? Yes, it's motivated me to actually answer back when people tell me, like, <laughs> I was close to suicide and this stopped. I'm like, that's – they need to hear from me and say, you know, keep yeah. going if that's true. Um, a man came out to his family because of it, and I'm like, that's so important. Like, I have to, like, congratulations, be the person you are supposed to be. Uh, so it changed it creatively in the aspect that whether it's a protagonist or an antagonist, a good bad guy is justified in his beliefs, right? Like, that's what makes him truly bad because you could kind of resonate with it. So just making sure I put some truth behind what I'm saying, because I do have feelings of this nature in some way, shape or form that being just being true to myself makes it authentic and people can gravitate towards it. Maybe they see something in themselves with it. I've seen you doing a lot of stuff over at free the narrative.com talking about your match with Drake Maverick, uh, then rockstar spud uh, in, I think it was, was it London where that was? Yeah. Okay. London. I couldn't remember what city, but my God, what, what a match including all kinds of other things like like revisiting the narrative 
how how do you are you just like jumping full in on on content creation like that and your experiences and, and playing off of that and how does it feel after you've changed to go and revisit those things obviously different points of your career yeah the rockstar spud blog came about because one fan posted an image from it and i was locked in the ring of honor bubble and you know when you get inspiration you're a writer if you just get something inspired then you just can't shake the feeling and you got to jot yeah. it down so that just came and i'm like I'm a fairly decent writer and I don't know if I'd ever have enough for a full fledged book, but if I keep putting blogs out and they garner interest, then uh, it's a great outlet. But then again, I can't do it for others. I have to do it for myself, which I think is where good writing comes from. And if people read them cool, if people don't, that's fine too. I do feel tentative to always write because I just don't know if our culture has such a short attention span that they can commit to seven minutes or 10 minutes of writing uh we'll see i don't know the hits but can't worry about that put it out there people like it same thing with content at free the narrative we just released uh the narrative briefs which is a sort of a test plate for something very large and huge coming down the pipe that uh i think uh you'd be very interested in and i'll probably come back to talk about but the narrative briefs if you hop over on the website you can download it for a meager five dollars that fund the narrative it's not like i'm profiting off of it or if you buy our rapture shirt package you get the link for free but it's a four shorts we did two promos of mine rapture which i've released in the past scars which is true to me uh the conscience is a spitting in my face beat poetry amazing piece that got censored on social media for some reason and then really yeah somebody complained and like it was about to take off and then (laughs) it got shadow banned or something uh and then lust which is a co-producer of this promotion called no peace underground they don't even have a ring i decided to go in there and i wanted to we have this vision for not cinematic wrestling but cinematic fights and we tested it out there and uh it's cool it's different uh i got skewers in my head i bled everywhere why because i'm a psycho boy but just four little pieces and check it out i really appreciate it because it's actually tests for what we're doing down the road and you know i don't know sean you know i like you free the narrative.com i i feel like debuting something in the business they call it a teaser which means i'm going to show you something that is teases but has absolutely no relevance and you'll have no idea what it is and uh, I think we should air it now what do you say Like no heads up, no, no heads up when you do this stuff. I've You got to treat me with more respect than Matt Cardona at the very least. Interesting name you mentioned. Yes, I probably should, but I do respect Matt Cardona. He's another test project in my mind who should become who he truly is supposed to be. Perhaps, perhaps he can learn to control his narrative too, but yeah, I have chills. That was a piano cover of my former song, Trouble. Unreal. And you have no idea what it is. I don't even know what it is. That wasn't your, I hate when people do this on social media, especially big things coming. 
coming soon. Demented narcissism at its finest. Like, who cares? Show me something or don't. I showed you something that is coming soon. I'm just saying. I burrowed you, in your brain. You're like, you, you got tired of those announcements for announcements from old Aunt Dixie, didn't you? <laughs> got a big announcement coming. <laughs> Sony 6 and Indy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah. I've <laughs> learned from everybody. Do you, does she ever reach out to you legitimately? Oh, yeah. We have conversations quite often, whether it's via social media or social media text. Hey, thinking about you, darling. I'm like, that's funny because you're my aunt and I love you. I do love that, like, all of her social is still PNA Dixie. I, I think that's endearing. I think that's great. I think she loves the rush of endorphins that come from interactions because when she talks about wrestling they probably wrestling fans are very vocal and like when your comments are going whether they're positive or negative it's kind of like oh yeah like this is good stuff i don't i don't care but most people get an endorphin rush on it so you still have a pretty good relationship with with dixie carter aunt dixie yes always be evaluated but uh, perhaps the narrative would be a place to do that that's pretty cool i mean it looked like last year the impact was going to lean real heavily into TNA nostalgia. Like, and TNA wasn't that long ago. Right. And as you experienced, sometimes there was a negative, a lot of times there was a negative connotation with that. And it seemed like you could argue that in bringing it back, they were kind of doing the same thing. They were controlling their narrative. They were like, you know what? We're going to take this back. We're going to bring a positive connotation to it. Moose did that. Yep. I mean, he, he, brought back that TNA championship. What did you see? What did you think when you, when you saw that, especially from someone who clearly you care about because you wanted him to make the most of himself? Well, I saw my own faults within him. I mean, I won it legitimately. And uh, like the greatest moment of my life was after the match with Kurt Angle, where I became TNA world heavyweight champion, maybe that victory, but the moment after where I hugged my parents and, my ex, but my fiance at the time, uh, like was the culmination of like everything worked out. Uh, then it corrupted me and it poisoned me and it controlled me. And I saw that happening with Moose. That was my reason for coming back to free him of it. So he destroyed that aspect of his past. The problem was he learned a lot from me, but he didn't learn everything because In a perfect world, after their fake narrative, uh, that title should have been destroyed. It should have been set fire in a 
burning rage, barrel fire toss in there where he can progress and go on. But he decided to hold on to it, to defend it. And look what happened. Another person comes in that doesn't even work for the company, gets all the praise, gets all the accolades, gets everything handed to him. He ends up fighting, defending it against Rich Swan. He loses it. He disappears. Maybe there's a place for him to finish his training. Maybe there's a place he can truly learn the very last aspect he needs to learn. Maybe it's free the narrative. Who's to say? So, I mean, that does seem like you have, even though pessimistic in your your review of him, some optimism for the future of him. Rome wasn't built in a day and training moose isn't completed in one, one wrestling angle. It's completed over a lifetime of persistence. As we filmed this this past week, we had an outstanding wrestler, Andrade, get his release from WWE. Oh, he was, yeah, he asked for his release. They gave him his release. He's got some buddies in Ring of Honor, uh, specifically uh, some people that word has emerged that he straight up told, you don't want to go to WWE. You should probably stay in Ring of Honor. You'll like it better there. What do you think of a guy like that? I mean, I don't know how much time you would have ever spent around him, uh, how many times your paths would have crossed, but he seems like a guy that could have popped up over there and he could do much of the same of what you're doing, controlling your narrative. He's stepping out. He's betting on himself. If he commits, like, to provide, like, he's obviously a great wrestler. He's a fantastic wrestler. Uh, I think to truly control your narrative, you have to destroy the aspects of your past and evolve. And uh, Ring of Honor is a great breeding ground for it. If he comes in the same, it'll be cool and it'll provide really good matches. But I think to be truly transcendent, he's going to have to evaluate himself from a presentation standpoint. And he's a guy that I would love to see do it. Uh, We've run into each other many times. Andrade was at a, a couple of my top 1% parties. So like I, we've, we've, we've talked, we've broken bread and by bread, I mean, traded shots of tequila. So <laughs> a, a decent man who uh, excited to see what he can do. Always worked hard. I remember he came into Toronto and did all the press junkets in English as best he could, like worked his ass off to do that. It, you know, that's a, a rare thing. Cause it's like a lot of entitlement takes place in this industry. Another reason I want to rapture it is, uh, wrestlers don't ask, understand the aspect of this this game this part of the game especially if you're working for a company that's paying you like it's not just what you're doing in the ring it's what you can present outside of it he and wasn't advertised or obligated to do it either he just showed up there he's a smart businessman then yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so going into ring of honor you you have reached you've reached wwe you've reached the, the heights of tna impact wrestling we talked about dan Housen earlier and I was at a signing. His, his merchandise game was unreal. We've talked about Shane Taylor in the past and just the, the great leaps that he's made in the ring. Is there anybody that you've seen there and you're like, oh my gosh, they're, they're a home run. And maybe you didn't know about them before you, you got there. Yeah. Uh, Josh Woods is one, I would say. Uh, tremendous pedigree and background. Uh, Dax Draper, Dak Draper. Dak Draper, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 tall as shit, dude. He's, <laughs> he's so tall. but he does remind me. He reminds me of a, a Derek Bateman in a sense. And, uh, ironically enough in the end of Derek Bateman's FCW days, he was coming in and I, he, we kind of hit it off a little bit and I made him call me cool dad 
So, like, if I'm gonna if I'm going to guide you, you just call me Cool Dad because I'm the cool dad. Like, I show up to the softball games, but I, I have my my beard, like, whatever. So, but he's come very far when he's had a freedom and opportunity too. So, those are a couple. Anybody else you think like maybe you can help me rattle? I mean, uh, I again, uh, like, like a guy like Taven intrigues me greatly. Like he's uh he reminds me of an EC3 and impact with how he handles himself in the locker room and trying to understand the business aspects as much as the in-ring aspect, especially from a, the corporate standpoint and very talented. So Gresham, I mean, obviously a lot of people Gresham. know about him. I, I personally watched his tutorials. Like I, I love watching his tutorials. And even though she hasn't wrestled in over a year, Maria Manic, when she popped up at final battle, I was like, Oh my God, she's like, She's got it. Like she's, she, she was in the gym. Presence. She was in the gym at six a.m. too. So that's I mean, cool. that, uh, who, yeah, Gresham. Uh, what I like about him is obviously he is a great wrestler, and I think I talked about this on a different podcast with After when I was really going crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, has he been in a fight? He can win a wrestling match, but can he win a fight? Can he challenge himself to do something deeper, greater? Uh, beyond what he knows. That's something for him to answer. And uh, I don't know if he's been over there yet because of the pandemic, but Joe Hendry, my God, that guy, he's just. And, no, and Joe Hendry threw me out of a battle royal once on a indie in uh, the UK. And I think he hit an angle slam on me too, ironically enough, and tossed me out. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's an interesting fellow. And what's, when people are interesting in like what they do in the ring, it means they're like really insane in the back too. So yeah. he, he is who he presents, and I really like that. Uh, and another person which everybody knows about by now, Silas Young is one of those people where anytime I talk to him, I'm like, please stay in character. It's fantastic. It's yeah. we we play manly or not manly. I ask him if man buns are manly, and if if. If uh, seltzer water is manly, like anything like that, he's he's just so unique. I think there's a lot of great stuff there. I like anybody that can bring some toxic masculinity back to this industry. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people, and I feel remiss not mentioning them all, but like Rhett Titus is like there's so there's so many. Talked to him yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He's he's fantastic. There's so much stuff to talk to him about too because he's been there forever. Yeah. And he's so dedicated, especially what, like to his diet and his in-ring, his workouts. Another guy who was making the 6 a.m. gym call, so you have my respect for that. Uh, it's funny talking to the guys that have been there for an extended period of time, how optimistic and how high morale is since coming back with the new presentation from uh, the pandemic, too. So everybody's on board, and I like it. Uh, I, I know it deserves – People are de- like desperately seeking an alternative and will defend alternatives till the dying day, whether it's good or bad. And I think Ring of Honor is providing a fantastic alternative and should be talked about and should be put on a pedestal. But the only thing we can do is continue to put out the work and continue to strive, thrive, bring it, and uh, hopefully it finds, finds that niche and then finds great success. So as the pandemic has, has gone on and things are getting a little bit more normal, we've started to see a lot of companies phase out the cinematic aspect of things we still see some things like a lot of the fiend stuff is pre-taped obviously you're still leaning into it it's really creatively satisfying stuff like it's really interesting stuff 
how would you look at over the last year per se firefly funhouse the boneyard match impact did a bunch of stuff we did stadium stampede money in the bank which i thought was a very interesting concept but flawed in execution obviously some of these ways that people and companies had to get creative and maybe how do you think they they executed on that how how would you look at them I think anytime you break the mold and become creative, it's a challenge and it's uh, it's it's hard. But I respect it. Eye drops are going back in. <laughs> but uh, so when it started, I mean, a boneyard provided a great uh, send off, and is it was what it was supposed to be. It was sort of tongue in cheek and campy in a way. Send off for Anderson and Gallows. Oh geez, but it was pleasurable and it was enjoyable. And then going the opposite route with uh, Cena and why it was just so like crazy, but it told a story. So I enjoyed those uh, stadium stampede was fun. Like they had fun, but at the same time we were getting to the point And I think it kind of, I think money in the bank is when it jumped the shark, so to speak. And then we're just doing things to do them as opposed to evolving it. And the only way I want to approach it, like, I'm not doing cinematic matches where there's mystical powers and people transcend, you know, transfer or things like that. I just want a cinematic visual of as real as it gets fighting. So I think that's what separates us and keeps our integrity and can keep it flowing as we go forward, pushing this as a alternate content to what's taking place in the wrestling world. I looked at the Firefly Funhouse and I'm like, wow, God, if WWE could have used any number of people better, like EC3 would have been good at that. You get the Derek Bateman thing to play off of. You've got the one percenter to play off of. And then by the time that would have rolled around for you, the psycho boy stuff, like I, I look at what they're doing with Randy Orton. I think the feud's been absolute dog shit. There's a lot of subject matter to cover there with Randy Orton over the last 20 years. They They've got their own history that is sometimes romanticized by their own altering of history that gives them a little more slack than what they deserve. But I mean, they also have a great production team. You're doing this very skeleton crew. Like it's very like, and I think that's, that's part of the attraction of it is like, it's not going to be WWE funded and all that stuff. Like you put it out there, how all this is working. Yeah, it's definitely a financial loss, but at the same time, at the same time, it's it's not about that. Uh, I'm the top one percent. I had trust funds, right? But no, I have, I have a that, partner. That's why you still talk to Dixie. <laughs> hey, do you want to fund another wrestling thing? I'm, no, I have a one partner. His name is JC at Free the Narrator. He's a narrator. He uh, has taken it upon himself to learn the aspects of directing and producing and uh is thriving at this uh, really really well in my conversations with him like just the aspects and the angles that he comes in at things yeah he's a very next level he's almost too creative so i gotta reel him back sometimes and he's he's looking at me as i said that shaking his head yeah i know <laughs> uh we have a chilean cinematographer named manny that we randomly happenstance met and doesn't speak great english but he can shoot beautifully and uh He's on board. We have a music producer. You heard that cover of Trouble, amazing, like Tommy Tommy Tanks, Tommy Schaffner from Cleveland. Like So it's very much a skeleton crew. We're very much putting art out there and 
it's, if it's a niche audience, that's fine with me. If it gets to a vast audience, that's even better. Cool. Cool. But uh, again, when you do things like that, you have to do them for yourself. You can't do them with the intentions of financial gain or riches. You have to do it because you love it and we all love it. So. So uh, as we start to wrap up, a reminder, guys, Ring of Honor, 19th anniversary, March 26th. And, of course, freedthenarrative.com. I always like to do a segment where I talk to people about their finishing moves. And you had cool. moved from uh, the one percenter, which I had actually – I talked to John Moxley about. And he said that he changed it because he would, like, do it to Randy Orton. And he'd be like, this guy's really fucking tall. Like, yeah. It's he's not so the easiest to do. He's taller than Dak. He's taller shit. Yeah, and now you're using like this this uh I don't want to say sit out, but a cobra clutch from the side. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a move you and I had talked about a few years yeah. ago. I remember looking at it and such a cool looking move, and not a lot of people were using it. Like I think maybe I'd seen Caprice Coleman busted out here and there in, in America, but not really used a lot. What went into developing that hold and using that? Uh honestly, because not just because we talked about it, but I've always like visually played around with it. I'm like, this looks great, but nobody's doing it. Uh, you know, like that visual you would get out of a like a cross face or a rings of Saturn is always like so cool cinematically, and just you can see both people, both guys' faces. It looks vicious. So just evolving that, kind of setting it up with the uh, odes to my past that aren't exactly the derivatives of my past the old tko now i do it a little bit differently drop a brother on his knee i beat sting so i'm gonna hit this reverse ddt but i'm gonna lay out like it was the top one percent move bam Mm -hmm. differently and then transitioning into that hold you know the only time i've hit it straight was in the narrative against fodder the nameless opponent my first one and then against moose when he chopped in the narrative that we released in the extended cut it was supposed to be released with impact, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, I have not had a television match. I have not had a sanctioned one-on-one match until I have this match with Jay Briscoe, ironically enough. So another reason I did all this with this character build and things like that is like, I know wherever I go, I'm going to walk into f- feuds of people that have established names. So I might never have a chance to establish what it is I do differently. So yeah, I was forced because like, I haven't done it. People don't know. I remember too, like I dropped Moose with the reverse DDT aspect of it. And I'll probably call that freedom. I mean, control, freedom, purpose. Yeah, I love it. Spits my shit. I just thought of that. Thank you again for helping me with the finish. But I remember dropping Moose with it and uh, uploading that video to Instagram. And people were just, don't tell me your finish is a reverse DDT. Like, that's it. That's your first DDT is awesome first off sting beat everybody with it so it rules yes so but it's not the entirety of it guys relax and stop being move marks all right it's not about moves it's not about stars it's about stories it's about emotions it's about moments that's what this is to me the way i look at it a head kick from me probably isn't going to knock you out a head kick from mirko Krokop is going to knock you out it's about who's delivering the move true Uh, and, and I mean, who's doing it? And two, like, how many times do people get kicked in the head in wrestling? All the time now. Every every move's a freaking kick to the head. Yeah. That's like kicks to the head. Man, they're bad. Out. Like they you shouldn't <laughs> they should they should finish people off. But well, whatever. What do I know? 
one of the things I loved about that Cobra clutch too is like it, whereas a cross face, ideally when you get out of that, you're going to try to sit up, sit your hips out and turn into the person that Cobra clutch makes that even more difficult because you can kind of shift your weight over to across the body to, to block that hip off. There's a lot of cool things visually from that, but if they do, if they can get to it, you're locked up a little bit more. They can try to roll you into a pin. It's a very versatile move for both, but it looks so good. Yeah. The thing is, once I do it, nobody's ever going to reverse it ever, ever. (laughs) It's over. It's done. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot of things to play with there. So that's why I'd love to establish it so we can move on into cool wrestling reversals. But until I establish it for, I don't know, six years, maybe 12, nobody's, nobody's getting out. Nobody's reversing. That's why you need to do the Hanzo Man uh, Stardust Press. I'm gonna look that up. I mean, it's it's the it's just the it's a Phoenix Splash. That's what it is. Oh come, yeah, right. Do it. <laughs> do you know I used to control, do a moon- control your narrative? Come on. You know, you know I would do a moonsault back in the day, but then I landed on my head once, and now I'll never do it again. And a moonsault's way easier than a Phoenix Splash. Come on, I could do Whisper in the Wind. I just I probably couldn't do the yeah to the. 450 aspect the, the going frontwards was okay for me going backwards and taking my head like that when i learned to tuck my chin so much was the uh, tough part yeah so uh ring of honor 19th anniversary make sure you guys check it out free the make sure you guys check it out tell anybody else what what you want to get out there what propaganda do you want to put out there for the world well all my wearable propaganda is available on my indoctrination website www.freeec3.com and also www.freethenarrative.com if you pick up the rapture skull shirt you're getting the narrative briefs for free complimentary because i'm just a giver uh, what else? Yes, yeah, sign up for the email list of www.freethenarrative.com. I will not spam your inbox. I promise you, I do not have the, I don't have the time, but I will keep you up to date. And then, as we approach what that trailer truly is, uh, it'll be a good place to get firsthand information. But obviously, I'll post it everywhere too. And then, uh, hopefully, I can indoctrinate some of these uh, high-level uh, media outlets like Fightful.com to uh, help me push it forward too, because. Well- I'm I'm censored on social media because I say things that I guess are sensitive, but I mean I'm just what I'm just saying my freedom of speech. I don't know. Well, I, I mean even even though I'm you I'm not a even, real person. Even though you completely hack our stuff all the time, I can I appreciate the time, obviously. Uh you've been very generous with it over the last year. Four interviews over the last year, and I love it because there's always something different to talk about. Yeah. There's always something new to talk about, and there's always a lot of good subject matter. These outlets are our media. They're our medium to connect to fans in a different way, especially fans. Like a lot of your fans might not be – like they might not have my notifications turned on to see what I'm posting. And things – like you post one thing, and it, like it's in, out. Like this is the world yes. we live in, so it's just constant pounding it in, burrowing it inside you. But no, and the thing about Fightful is the – fan base i've noticed that fightful is very astute esoteric mm-hmm. almost they're very smart they're uh they're positive we get those dummies out of here we've cultivated yeah, a very positive fan base i guess a good culture you have from uh top to bottom so that's why i enjoy doing this my, my boss originally would be like oh my gosh don't don't run away customers i'm like no if they're, they're dickheads i don't yeah. want them here when you run a business like you got like toxic energy 
flows. Yeah. Like, and it affects everybody. So guys, check it out. Free the narrative.com ROH 19th anniversary EC3. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Until next time, guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.